Welcome to part two of Mind, Body, and Soul. It's a four-part series, and the first was kind of an introduction. So if you missed it, no big deal. But we're talking sort of like in the new year about New Year's resolutions and things like that. And I kind of am a person that just digs to always try to be a better version of me, mind, body, and soul. And I am just coming to the conclusion that it is way harder than I think. And there's the key, I think. Because the mind is so powerful. The game is won in the mind. That is a quote. There's a million quotes on the mind. The body achieves what the mind believes. What consumes your mind consumes your life. We are what we believe. Strong minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. And weak minds discuss people. She knew the power of her mind and so programmed it for success. Your mind is a powerful thing. When you fill it with thoughts, your life will start to change. And it doesn't necessarily tell you that your life will change for the better. Hopefully when you fill it with positive thoughts, it will. But there is something about when we change our mindset, when we use our brains, which is our minds, powerful things happen. Hi everybody, welcome. I am Chrissy Boggy. I'm the hippie Christian who cares. I don't have a degree in theology or certainly not in neuroscience or I'm not a brain surgeon, as you may have guessed. Um, Whether you are a believer or not, I would love for you to listen because I just love for people to use their brains and think and debate and talk and wonder. And God has given us this amazing tool in our heads and it is powerful. I was just talking about quotes of the mind and Arthur Fletcher, he was a civil rights leader in his day who coined probably the most, I wouldn't say most famous, but probably most impactful slogans ever about minds. And it is, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. That had total impact And I forgot to turn off my cell phone on silent. So yeah, that was my cell phone getting a text. I'm that popular. I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? But we're all good. And I'm not going to edit that out because we're real human people and things happen, right? And then you just use your brain to figure it out. It's problem solving. But the brain is powerful. 100 billion neurons in our brain. And that's as many as the stars in the Milky Way unbelievable, right? Constantly changing. It's, um, it has neuroplasticity, which means that, you know, we're constantly learning more new things, um, dumping things we don't need to remember. Some of us dump more of those things than we do. Turns out as we grow older, our brains shrink a little and those neurons shrink. And so it, 
can't store as much room. And so we hang on to memories and, you know, our file cabinets are full. I say ours, not all of you are in the same boat as I am, but it's, it happens. We only use about 10% of our brain. We talk about being left brain or right brain, you know, um, left is logical, right is more creative. Truth of the matter is your brain constantly works together. The left and the right brain are working together. And so it is a very powerful tool. And when I talk about change and working on your mind, your body, and your soul, they are all connected. And yet we have to sort of develop each of those sort of separately. But you can't do it completely on its own. Like you can't just work on your brain because your brain is completely attached right to your heart into your soul. And so your heart is clearly your body and the whole rest of your body, your brain is connected to because that's how it gets it to move and all that kind of good stuff. But your heart also in terms of our feelings and our emotions, interestingly enough, they start in our brain and we feel them in our body. And it's this amazing, beautiful science that God has created to make us who we are. And so we have to think about this tool that we have and how we're going to use it and how we're going to develop it and improve it also. So how do we maintain our brain and our mind? What do we do to nourish it and develop it. And so I kind of, I think it's a lot like a computer. And often when you read articles and things like that, it, it um, compares to like a computer. And I think artificial intelligence, like those two words together have come a long, long way. And they're almost to the point of scary in terms of machines replacing humans, right? So, but they don't because artificial intelligence misses completely emotional intelligence. And that's the beauty of humans that God has created in his image. I say that a ton. I noticed in some of my other episodes, I almost always refer to being created in his image it's a big deal. If you are a believer or not a believer, it doesn't matter because you are, you were created and you were created in God's image. And so to get to know God and to get to develop a relationship with him is incredible because it helps us to know who we are and how we have a relationship with our creator and then those around us. And so how, kind of like a computer, I don't know that brains need a whole lot of maintenance, but obviously just like your computer, there's things that we need to do. And just like your computer, what you put into it is sort of what you get out of it. And so often when in business, when they're collecting data, if you don't collect name, address, phone number, and 
interests, you can't really do your demographics for marketing if you don't find out, you know, if these people, what age these people are or gender they are or where they live or thing, things like that, that may make a difference. And, so, and sometimes the age doesn't matter or the gender doesn't matter, you know, um, where they live doesn't because it's going to be a nationwide kind of thing. But what you put in matters and some things more than others. So also exercise. And you're like, what? Exercise? I know. I think that one's interesting too. How do we exercise our brain? Are we feeding it new information? Are we programming it in a certain way? And I just was amazed because God always gives me tips and hints and things to talk about. And I was getting a tattoo today on my armpit. I know, weird as heck, right? I just say that because I just want you to know that I'm real cool. And my tattoo artist is truly brilliant and a beautiful human. And she was talking about like, you know, our muscle memory. And it's so true. I was talking about how at work we changed platforms and that that just messed with my mind mostly because all of this kind of stuff is new to me. There's a generation who has grown up with computers, so their muscle memory has some stuff in it that mine doesn't. And so what, how we exercise that helps that muscle memory to get stronger too. Rest. Do you rest your brain? Are you always thinking? Are you always moving? Are you always doing something? Are you always watching TV? Are you always listening to music? Are you always scanning an iPad or watching the TikTok? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know who that's directed to? Sister Susie. Um, I like to bring up my sister every single episode, kind of like Ron Howard and his brother Cliff Howard. I'm not saying that I'm Ron Howard and Susie's Cliff Howard. Um, I'm just saying as siblings, you can do that. And she is hands down my number one listener. If you want to challenge that, send me an email at hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. And I will name drop you too. How about that? Anyways, what... Are we giving our mind rest? Do we get proper sleep? Do we sometimes just sit still and be calm or meditate, maybe yoga, things that help slow your mind down? Focus. Sometimes that focus is on that rest and that meditation. And sometimes that focus is sort of laser focused in when you're doing something very important. Um, you know, anytime you're in charge of a human, you are laser focused. You have human life to take care of. So mom's don't give themselves enough credit for 
having super sharp brains and being very focused. They're intuitive to every single one of their children. Are you, how do you focus your brain? And how do you connect it with the manufacturer? God created you. He created your brain. He knows how your brain works. And all of our brains clearly work a little bit different because we're not all exactly the same humans. We might have like-mindedness, but we don't have exact same brains. And so how do you connect with God? Maybe sometimes you need to hit the reset. And there was some really good verses that God has given us to help us. Ephesians 4, 32. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. So good. And it goes a little bit with our verse that we spoke and when I say we, I act like I was having a conversation with you. It was me speaking. But last week when I introduced Mind, Body, and Soul, I talked about Romans 12, 2. And it's sort of the core vo- verse here. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, the good, pleasing, and perfect will. And while this one sounds like it's just about your mind, anytime you are transforming yourself and not conforming to the pattern of the world, it's going to be mind, body, and soul. And we have to start with our mind because even if we're going to do something physical, our mind is going to be involved. Anytime we are worshiping or 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 changing ourselves spiritually committing to prayer or reading the bible or fellowshipping with others volunteering serving things like that again our mind is involved so you know this computer that we have in our heads is going to come along with us like it's our it's our laptop built in right there and it goes with us. And so renewing our minds is a very important. And I really liked the part of Ephesians that talks about to be made new in the attitude of your minds. It is that good in and good out that we are talking about. Originally, when I thought of mind, body, and soul. And when I say originally, I've been kind of a mind, body, soul person for, I feel like it's been a couple years, maybe a little pre-pandemic. I think the pandemic has like knocked us all on our minds and maybe even had some of us lose our minds a little bit. But I'm like, 
I would always be like, okay, what would be a activity or a thing that I can do to improve my mind? And lots of times it included reading a book, taking a class, um, learning something new. And let me tell you, that is challenging to just put that out there. I'm going to learn something new. I mean, you really, hysterically enough, need to use your mind to improve your mind because you have to think about everything that you're going to do. And so often when you hear um, athletes or people who are just experts at what they do, they talk about a mindset and mindset is used in sports. It's used in business. It's used in, you know, academics. It's used a lot. So clearly, again, you know, that powerful mind. And so like, what, what is your job? Like, how do you change your mindset? There was a pretty cool article um, in a website called themindfool.com. So T-H-E, the mind, M-I-N-D, fool, as in F-O-O-L, like April Fools. I kind of, th kind of thought it was cute because mindful, mindful. I kind of got the impression from the spirituality tab that they might be Buddhists. And so now I just want to know who is responsible for the mind fool, because I would love them to know Jesus. But clearly, they have some good stuff about mindset. Things like acknowledge the need to change. Oh my gosh. Every once in a while I speak of AA because some of my all-time favorite humans in the world are recovering alcoholics. Um, and the first step is admitting. And so when we acknowledge that we have change to make, that's, that starts to change our mindset. Um, why do you want to change? Um, identifying goals and dreams. Oh my gosh, those vision boards and um, goal setting things. There's tools out there. There's like conferences. There's like whole products out there for these things. And if they help you, phenomenal. If they don't, do what helps you. Maybe it's a list. Maybe it's writing it down. Maybe it's, um, you know, who knows, you know, just putting a verse up or a picture up or whatever. Um, but coming up with what are your goals? What are your dreams? Sometimes that's really hard for me. Notice, um, notice the counter mindset. What's the opposite of the mindset you want to have? Sometimes we learn from others' mistakes or the opposite side of being on a situation. Um, flip your take for the situation. Um, look at it from a 
wide variety of ways. Motivate yourself in various ways. Um, sometimes it's with the people you are surrounded with. Sometimes it is, um, you know, if, if it's like working out or something like that, you know, maybe it's those favorite pairs of jeans um, or maybe it's motivating yourself with some sort of reward for something. Being prepared for failure, we're going to fail. So if we aren't prepared for it, then we set ourselves up for failure. Um, and expectations, you know, it's good to have high expectations, but it's bad to not be flexible. I shouldn't say it's bad not to be flexible, but that tends to set you up for failure because, you know, there's lots of things out of our control. Um, preparing, uh, planning, those kinds of things, having an action plan. Um, how do you talk to yourself? Do you talk to yourself the way that you would talk to somebody else? Do you do you coach yourself? Do you have positive talk? And it's interesting because self-talk and like-minded people and positive thoughts and all of those things are good. Um, but as we go through sort of this huge list of um, challenging yourself and talking in the mirror and putting positive thoughts in your head and connecting to positive media and learning something new and all of these things, I would challenge anyone to say, if you're not connected to your creator, you miss out on the best coach, your biggest fan, and the fixer of all things. Because we live in a broken world and we are broken humans. And while we work to hold our broken pieces together, God knows how to fix those pieces. And when we come to him, he sort of is the glue that holds everything together. And ultimately, because Jesus died and rose again for our sins, he's created us completely new and will restore us when we go to heaven. And so that is probably the biggest thing in terms of changing your mindset. And there were some really amazing verses. And so you could stop right there and do all of those things. And a lot of people have been very, very successful on those things. But for every goal that is out there that is earthly, it just doesn't compare to a heavenly goal. And when we are connected with Christ, we're also content where we're at right now. And it motivates us to become better. And it motivates us to do, to strive for our goals that have a greater good and a greater cause. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. See, God is the author of positive thoughts. This is why we self-talk. This is why we surround ourselves with good things and admirable things and noble things. 
um, 2 Corinthians 10.5 sort of flips it because we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When you see something or someone and we want to judge it, taking that thought obedient in our, in our minds and not acting on it and having it not come out of our mouth is taking that thought captive. And it's difficult for us to do. I know that I would never talk to my friends or my coworkers the way I talk to myself. And I find myself calling myself an idiot or saying I'm a technology loser. And that's just not good. I mean, I might not be the greatest at technology, but I don't know why I have to put it in such um, self-degenerating ways. Proverbs 3.5 is probably the coolest in terms of just setting a goal because it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And it shows sort of that connection of what we understand of this world and what we want to accomplish. And that if we trust in God, if we trust in the Lord with our whole heart, meaning mind, body, and soul, and not on our own understanding, he's going to set us on the right path. He is going to show us the direction that we should go in. And it's not always the direction that we thought we were going in. So sometimes we have to relinquish a little control too. And finally, set your minds. This is Colossians 3, 2, and 5. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And three goes on to talk about how we die with Christ. And then certainly that when we put to death all the earthly things, we are right with Christ. And it literally calls them out. I'll just read it. It says, set your minds on things above, not earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And clearly they're just throwing out, you know, several things that might be sinful in your world. There's a lot more. And there's a, these almost are like what we call the big ones, but just a lot of little things in there like lying and um, cheating and judging and gossiping and things like that. You know, we, ju we just want to put to death those things that stop us from having a mind for Christ and taking those thoughts captive. going to take a little break, listen to my commercial, and I'll be right back to wrap this up. I think it's interesting that as we are talking about our minds and how it is so connected 
to our thoughts, to our, our feelings, to our heart. And when I say our heart, I don't mean like our physical heart, but like our, you know, like our Valentine's day heart, you know, the, the emotion in, you know, and a little bit different than our soul, because you're getting, when you say soul, you're now getting much more spiritual, like, like everybody has feelings in the capacity to love and hate. But the, when you talk about soul, you start talking about things that are beyond, um, you know, this world that it goes, it is what happens when you die, what happens when you're no longer here. And obviously people have different thoughts on that. And for me and my money, I am going to stick with a savior who's going to bring me to heaven one day. And it's what if, what if I am wrong, then I'm just dead and no big deal. Um, but if I'm right, hip, hip, hooray. And if I'm not knowing Jesus and not believing in Jesus, and there's an alternative of hell, mm, yuck, that sounds scary. And so even if I err on the side of no heaven or no hell, I'd rather err on the side of heaven. But I do believe it. I believe it because... I believe it because I feel it and because I have experienced divine intervention on so, so many levels. And so I digress a little bit with that. Um, but that's just the personal part of Jesus that just convicts us so much to, to believing what we believe. And if you are a questioner or a science kind of person, there's good news there because digging deep and really finding out who Jesus is gives you the answers. And so maybe that's one of your mindful things is learning more about who Jesus is and learning more what the Bible says and all the details of it, the geography of it, the science of it, the, um, the spiritual part of it all. It's unbelievable. But when I think of how am I going to develop my mind? This particular podcast helped me to think that it isn't always shoving stuff in it because especially learning that um, you lose some capacity as you get older, maybe there's some truth into slowing it down and rest and relaxation and the mindfulness kind of things that we do that helps us slow it down and, and, and take in what we have learned that day. Or if you decided to read a book to maybe take in the pages that you read or the course that you're taking, or if you're learning how to crochet and I'm going to try to um, brush up on some of my skills um, that way. But it also, I would also encourage as we talk next week and the following week about body and soul, to always bring it back to your mindset too. How is what you think and, and how those thoughts are going to manifest into how we feel 
about what we are doing, this physical thing. And so it's this inner, you know, all this connectedness that makes us who we are. And so just starting with the your mindset and starting with this beautiful, powerful tool is definitely something that I would suggest. The mind is a terrible thing to waste, especially because it was created in the image of God. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for listening and helping me talk this through. You make me better, a better human because you make me research this. And when I say research, I don't dig that deep because, you know, I want you to dig deep. I want you to tap into the resources that you have and become better and grow and share and just enjoy as well. But thank you so much for your time and for who you are. I hope you keep joining me. Um, Make sure to follow me on whatever podcast that you are listening to or whatever platform you're listening to. And you can always email me at hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. Keep coming back and I will see you next week and we'll talk about our bodies. Let's get physical.